Welcome to the Sober Mofos Podcast, where we discuss how to get sober, how to stay sober, and how to live a healthy, happy life in sobriety. My name is Dirk Foster, and I'm a sobriety coach and author, and I've been sober since 2007. If you're listening to my voice right now and you're struggling with addiction of any kind, be it alcohol addiction or drug addiction, if you think you might have a drinking problem or drug problem, I want to tell you right here and right now that it doesn't have to be like this. There is a solution. There is a way out. You don't have to live the life the the way you're living it. If you're stuck in the hole that I was stuck in, drinking your life away, drugging your life away, or even if, if it's not that bad, maybe you just want to slow things down. Maybe you want to just drink less. Maybe you think there might be a problem, but you're not 100% sure if you're an addict or an alcoholic. If you're even questioning it, then I want you to know that there is a solution. You don't have to live this way any longer if you choose not to. All right. And that's what we're going to talk about. Before I start, I want to invite you to visit my website at SoberMofos.com. You're going to find a lot of resources there at that website about addiction and recovery, my own story. Uh, There's a lot of blog posts and and articles and videos, all sorts of stuff. And there's also books and audio books um, about addiction and recovery and sobriety. So please check it out. Um, Also, Help me get the message out to your friends who might be struggling with addiction or sobriety by sharing this podcast. I really appreciate that your help with this. Um, so thank you. So let's get into the meat of the matter here. Let's get into the into the topic, which is being stuck in addiction or struggling to stop drinking or struggling to stop taking the drugs that you're taking. If you are in that situation, which I was for a long time, there is a way out. You do not have to continue living this way. And it's not easy. It's not an easy position to be in in life to find out or to discover that you might have, you might be an alcoholic or an addict. It's scary as, as hell. It really is. It scared the living shit out of me when I began to slowly realize that I, I couldn't stop drinking. I couldn't. I tried everything to stop drinking and I couldn't. So I'm going to just give you a brief overview of my story um, just to, so you can, you know, understand where I'm coming from. Um, I started drinking and using when I was around, um, around the age of 12 and um, I drank and used for many, many years. Uh, I didn't get sober. I, I, I got sober after 32 years of drinking. I got sober when I was 43 most of the years of my drinking were a lot of fun. I loved to party. I was really good at it. <laughs> it was like the one thing I was good at was drinking and having a good time, you know. And when I was young, it worked pretty well and it was a good time. Uh, as I got older, things began to collapse. Things began to, there was a lot of red signs, um, a lot of warning signs that I chose to ignore because I was still having fun. At some point, I crossed a invisible line um, and became essentially a full-blown alcoholic. I was also, uh, you know, I also abused drugs as well, so I consider myself a drug addict as well. 
So by the time I was in my late 30s, things began to fall apart in my life. I was um, increasingly um, despondent and depressed and sad, and my life wasn't working out the way I wanted it to work out, or I had hoped it would work out. I was having um, a lot of physical and medical problems. Um, There was some legal problems. There was a lot of relationship problems. Um, And I'm not going to go into all the details. There's other podcasts of mine that do go into all my details uh, of my story. But I just want you to know that by the time I finally got sober at age 43, my life had pretty much fallen apart. And there were many steps, many moments along the way, I should say, many moments along the way where I began to realize that I had a problem, that I was probably, most likely, possibly an alcoholic. But I just chose to not address it, or I would, um, you know, approach it half-ass and try and solve the problem myself. Okay, and that's a that's a that's an issue. That's a whole topic in and of itself. Trying to you know fix our alcoholism or our drug addiction by ourselves that is a really difficult thing to try and accomplish. Some people are good at it, most aren't, but. I chose for many years to ignore the the warning signs, um, the red flags, until it became almost too late. Um, I finally got sober. um, And like I said, at age 43, I was desperate. I had tried everything under the sun to get sober on my own. And I tried some ridiculous things to get sober. I tried acupuncture. For some reason, I got into my head that acupuncture was going to be the thing that kept me from drinking every night. Um, I took anti-abuse, which was prescribed to me by a doctor. It's a prescription that um, causes you to get violently ill when you drink. And um, I took it and, and I continued to drink anyway. I accepted the violent illness and the sickness and it was really bad. Um, I tried white knuckling it where I would just try and force myself to not drink um, I tried control drinking. I tried everything. You know, bottom line, I tried therapy, and for for whatever reason, none of these things worked for me. For some people, these things do work, and I'm going to go into that a little bit in in in, in a few moments. Um, some people can get sober other ways, but for me, what worked for me was a twelve step program. That was the only thing that worked for me. Um, after trying for several years to get sober on my own, that's what worked for me. So I've been sober now for. Well, a little over 15 years as of today, and I couldn't be happier. Um, I, I, I love sobriety, and I've devoted a great deal of my life to helping other people in recovery. I write books about sobriety and recovery. Um, I'm a sober coach. I have this podcast. I have a website. It's a really, really big part of my life, and, and, I, and I really enjoy it, and I really love seeing other people get sober. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people don't get sober. A lot of my friends um, have not made it out and um, they have lost the battle and have died as a result of their addictions. Um, but a lot of people do make it out and, and that's why I'm talking to you and that's why I hope you're listening because if you think you have an addiction issue, if you think you might be drinking too much or too often, or you know, if you don't drink that often, but the results of your drinking are are negative or destructive in any way to you or other people, I want you to know that there's a way out. There are there are things you can do to get out of the hole that you might be stuck in. We become so afraid to try something else that we allow ourselves to become stuck in our own misery. And what I mean by that is. 
it's it's very easy to get used to the lifestyle of being a drinker or a drug abuser and just allowing ourselves to be stuck there to just to just live in that 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 shitty life it's it's a it's a miserable existence to be an alcoholic or an addict it is and if you're listening to this and you're not sober yet you know what i'm talking about you may not want to admit it but you know what i'm fucking talking about it's miserable to feel like shit about yourself to be hung over all the time, you know, to be surrounded by people who spend all their time drinking and drugging, whatever your situation may be, it's miserable. There are good, good times mixed in. Yeah. And we do laugh and have some, some fun times drinking and drug, drug, drinking and drugging. But for the most part, the existence sucks, especially as we get older. The, the problem I think a lot of us face, and I was so guilty of this, is that we just don't know where to turn. You know, we don't know how to get out of the hole that we've dug for ourselves. So instead of asking for help, what we do is we keep digging, we keep digging, we keep digging ourselves deeper into the, into the hole, becoming increasingly despondent, increasingly miserable, increasingly heartbroken and sad and lonely in this situation that we're in. The the thing, the, the one thing I want to emphasize to you, who, who if you're listening right now and to anybody, if you think you have a problem, the, the number one thing you have to first do is, well, if it, it, you know, at least acknowledge that there may be a problem. But the most important thing to do is to ask for help. Ask for help. But it's difficult because fixing the problem usually requires that we reach out to other people to help us. And that is a big problem for a lot of us, for alcoholics and addicts. We have these, <laughs> we have these huge, you know, it, it's kind of ironic. We have big egos. A, a, a friend of mine in, in um, sobriety, a sober friend of mine refers to it as self-loathing narcissism. We're self-loathing narcissists where we know we have a problem we are stuck in self-loathing, but at the same time, we have these massive egos and pride that won't allow us to reach out to others for help. It's, it's ridiculous, but that's the way it is. And I was certainly like that. I went for years knowing that I had a problem, knowing that my life was falling apart, knowing that I was probably most likely going to die from the this, this disease of alcoholism because of the lifestyle I was living and the dangerous situations I was putting myself in and all the health problems I had. But nonetheless, because of my ego, I wouldn't allow myself to ask for help. You know, and that was the problem. If I had just asked for help, I probably would have gotten cleaner a lot earlier and a lot younger. You know, I, I sometimes regret, regret that I didn't get sober in my 20s. I have so much respect for people that young people get sober in their 20s. Um, or their thirties, you know, my God, what he's saving, talk about saving a lot of time, you know, in misery. Um, but I didn't, and a lot of people don't. And I know it seems like a lot of people wait until their forties and fifties until they get sober, but you know, we all have our own path to follow and you got to do whatever you got to do. But the bottom line is, is if we need, if we want to get clean and sober, we have to ask for help. 99 99% percent of the people out there trying to get sober on their own are going to fail. It's just the way it is. You know, you can, I try white knuckling it. Like I said, I had a whole slew of things that I tried that didn't work. 
It wasn't until I asked for help sincerely, when I sincerely knew I needed help, it wasn't until I asked for help that I was able to get sober finally. And I asked a friend of mine who was working on his own sobriety um, to, to, to help me. And he took me to a 12-step program or 12-step meeting, I mean. Um, and it was the first one that I ever went to that I voluntarily went to. I had been to some other meetings before because of, you know, I was court ordered or somebody pressured me into it, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. But when I finally went on my own because I knew I needed to go and get some help, that's when the the miracle began for me. That's when the change began for me. That's when I began to finally work on my my sobriety. And it wasn't easy and I was, certainly wasn't perfect at it, but uh, you know, I stuck with it. And um, after a few failed attempts, it worked out for me and it's been great. It's been a great ride so far. So you have to ask for help. So who do we ask for help? Um, there's, there's, I, I, you know, if, if you've been alive on this planet more than 10 minutes, I can guarantee you, you're going to know somebody in your life who is working on their sobriety or who is working on recovery of some kind. I guarantee it. Everybody knows somebody who's working on sobriety. It's, it's, uh, you know, the stigma of, of recovery is, is long gone. People are very, very supportive of people who are trying to get sober or who are, um, addicts or alcoholics. Our society has become increasingly much more understanding and, and aware and knowledgeable and compassionate towards people who are struggling with addiction. So that means there's a lot of people out there who are already working on their sobriety. And I guarantee it, you know somebody in your family, a friend, in your social circle, somebody you work with, somebody who's working on their sobriety or who is sober. So if you know somebody, you have to ask them, okay? Ask them for help. Ask them what they did to get sober. There's also therapy and counselors um, and sober coaches. Um, I'm a sober coach myself. Um, I did go to a counselor um, many years ago to try and work on my sobriety. We did some cognitive therapy. Um, and for me, it didn't work. It helped a little bit. It helped me slow things down for a while, So, and which is helpful in and of itself. But mostly it just kind of planted the seed in my head that there was an issue that I needed to work on. So in, in a sense, counseling did help me. Um, but you can go to counseling. You can, if you are part of a church or a synagogue or a mosque, you can go to whoever your religious leader is um, and ask them for guidance and help. Um, again, you can talk to sober friends. You can um, reach out. There's plenty of online resources that you can go to. You can go to my website at SoberMofos.com and find resources there and some ideas on how, how to get sober. You can go online and reach out to any you know Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or any 12-step program or there's, there's so many resources out there for us. There is. Um, so don't feel like you're, you're alone in this because you're not. There are lots of people and, and programs out there to help you. And there's a couple different ways to start sobering up um, that I want to talk about. There's three different, there's three that I want to talk about just briefly, which is tapering, controlled, and abstinence. Tapering is when you just slowly start to wean off and Quite often, that's a very important thing to do um, that might require some medical guidance. 
Um, if you're a severe alcoholic or addict, um, you may need to taper off slowly. So meaning you, you, instead of drink, whatever, you just don't continue drinking the same amount every day that you are. You just taper off over time, over several days, weeks, and months. Um, there's controlled drinking, which a lot of people try. I try it many times, which is instead of drinking, you know, five or six nights a week, I would only drink three nights a week. Or instead of drinking, you know, whiskey and tequila, I would only drink beer and wine. You know, I was trying to control the situation. For the most part, it's a joke. It doesn't fucking work. If you're a real alcoholic or, or addict, it, you know, controlled drinking is just, um, you know, putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Um, it's a temporary solution. Um, so, but, you know, it's something to try. And then there's abstinence. That's what I practice. And that's when you realize that you just can't, you're just one of those people that can't drink or use because you can't do it recreationally. You can't do it in a controlled manner. You know, if I, believe me, if I could only drink, and I'm just being honest, if I had the ability to just drink a couple glasses of wine every Saturday, like maybe once a week, I would probably still drink, but I don't have that ability. It's just not in me. I have, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, all or nothing kind of drinker, <laughs> to say the least. So, you know, for me, the only thing that has worked and that will work for the rest of my life is complete and total abstinence. And for me, I um, figured out how to do that or learn, I should say, learn how to do it through a 12-step program. That's what worked for me is the 12-step program. Always, you know, I'm a big believer in 12-step program, but it's not for everybody. You know, um, you got to figure out what works best for you. And I don't push it on anyone. And I, you know, when I'm working with, um, you know, sober coaching clients, um, I don't push the 12-step program on them. I, I certainly recommend it. And I think it's a big part of any really successful long-term recovery program, but it's not for everybody. So, you know, you just got to find out what works for you, you know, but you got to do whatever it takes. Okay. So I just, I just want to kind of go circle back a little bit and say that if you're listening to me right now and you think you have a problem with drinking or with drug abuse, there is a way out living the life that you're living right now. I can relate to it. I, I know what it's like. I know how heartbreaking it is. I know how lonely and isolating it is and it feels like you're trapped and you can never possibly get out, but you can. And millions of people around the world have done it and continue to do it every single day. Um, no matter how far down the scale you've gone, you can climb out and, and, and rebuild your life. No matter how old you are, you can climb out of the hole and rebuild your life. I know lots of people that get sober in their 60s and 70s. I've known people that got sober in their 80s. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And if you're a young person, if you're 18, 19, 25 years old, whatever, and you're struggling, you can get out of this. You know, for God's sakes, you know, if you think you have a problem, work on it now because you'll be so grateful if you start young at this and you get sober, you will be so grateful later on because you're going to rebuild it and, 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 and create a great life for yourself. Sobriety is not always easy. I will be honest with you. Sobriety is not always easy, especially the first year. It can be very, very difficult. And I'm going to do a podcast on the first year of recovery. But it's tough. There's a lot of emotional ups and downs in recovery in the, in the early stages. It, it can be very tough. 
But if you're willing to fight it out and you have yourself, if you've surrounded yourself with a few people in your life who are working on their sobriety and you're getting some kind of help from others in a 12-step program or counseling, whatever, you can rebuild your life free from alcohol or drug abuse. I implore you to please give it your best shot. Try. And if it doesn't work the first time, that's fine. Get back up and try it again. Keep trying. Eventually, you'll get it. It works. All right. So a few suggestions. Either you can go to my website to get started on some ideas, soberbofos.com. Reach out to a friend or a family member or a coworker, somebody you know who might be in recovery. You can reach out to a counselor of any kind. You can go online and find all sorts of different resources. You could read books on the topic of addiction and recovery. There's a gazillion of them out there. I've written five of them myself. <laughs> um, there are videos on it. Um, you can do anything. Or, you know, this is a good idea too. Go to a 12-step meeting. Um, uh, you know, it, it, you can find one near you. I guarantee it. You don't have to get there early. Get there a couple minutes late. Sit in the back. Don't, it, you know, just hide out in the back. I used to do that in the early stages of my recovery. I'd go to a 12-step meeting and I'd just hide out in the back and not say a word and just listen. Okay, that's all you got to do. Just show up and listen. And as soon as the meeting ends, just get the hell out of there. If you're if you're shy or awkward, no one has to acknowledge you. No one has to know you're there. No one's going to bother you. I trust you. I'm, trust trust me. No one's going to bother you. Just go to a 12-step meeting, sit in the back, hide out, you know, just absorb some information, okay? Do whatever it takes to try sobriety if you think there's a problem, okay? You don't have to live the the life you're living right now. You really don't. Give it a shot. Try sobriety. It's worth it. Trust me. I've been sober a long time and I absolutely love it. It's something I still work on every day, uh, but it's worth the effort. All right. So I'm going to leave it at that. And um, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. And um, thank you for listening.